Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is March 29th, 2021. We're headed down the road to WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw tonight. I'm joined by Denise Salcedo, as we are every Monday. Forever, forever and ever, we're joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? Um, Da-da-Denise. That's my new name now, by the way. Is it? What What did I miss? Oh, from... Oh, because I was chain. making fun of the Braun thing, oh, and I was yeah. thinking, like, Denise. So oh. I just went with Da-da-Denise. Oh, but, Denise, like, these, like, kneecaps, you know? Did you, it's funny. Did you watch the best Beth Phoenix icons? I did not. I actually oh, missed it. It's so good, it? but you know what? I didn't watch it on Peacock. I watched it on the WWE Network. And some of you might say, hey, Sean, how do you still have the WWE Network? I'll tell you how. It's our friends at Surfshark. Surfshark VPN. Surfshark.deal slash Fightful. Use that promo code Fightful for 83% off plus three free months. There are apps for all platforms. PC, Mac, Linux, Android, iOS, smart TVs. Amazon Fire TV Stick, Apple TV, Chrome, Firefox, Xbox, and PlayStation. 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, risk-free. Risk-free. Uh, no logs means that they won't keep their data. Surfshark.deal slash Fightful. Use that promo code Fightful. 83% off and three extra months for free. So if you want to keep that classic WWE network, you got to use that Surfshark, my friends. It'll let you change where your computer appears from. It'll let you browse more privately. Surfshark.deals slash Fightful and use that promo code Fightful. Sean, so for those who do not know what a VPN is, Denise Salcedo here, is it like an extension that you add to your 
your browser. browser. Yes, you can use you can um, add it to your browser and anything else. Uh, very very handy. I actually um, yeah I've used one nonstop. Always use one. So uh, I hit up Surfshark. They were happy to make a deal work, and I was happy to do it because we've got so many viewers that are like, ah, uh, you know what? We don't want to switch. And that, that's how. That's how you can do it, my friends. So check it out, surfshark.deals uh, slash Fightful and use that code Fightful. But if you're here, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, turn on those notifications, and get in those super chats. Uh, Denise, I broke some news on Fightful Select today. Hall what, what, Hall what, what, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Hall that, actually. Hall of Famers. I was going to say, know. which one? You've been on a roll, though. Bring a bunch of news. So I'm like, which a, one exactly? I've Please. been on a roll. There, there was some dork on the internet a couple years ago that was like, the only, only source Sean has is one of the members of the Revival in catering. Damn, it's, it's wild that since they left, I'm on fire, Denise. So what you're saying is you found more people in catering. I found I got everybody in catering. Man, now that Andrade's gone, I don't know what I'm going to do, Denise. Oh, my sources are gone. I had to learn. That's why I was learning how to speak Spanish, Denise. I was getting all those scoops from from the people in catering. But, you know, here we go. <laughs> you know, that's really sad how, how true that bell rings. That's really sad, actually. By it's the way. I want to thank Luis Polito and Carlos Toro, and also happy birthday to Luis. Uh, Andrade did an interview with Hugo Savinovich uh, today, and they translated for us and contributed for us. Big thank you to Carlos Toro for that, and for Luis, and for Jeremy on his night off, stepping up and doing uh, that work, because he understands that some of that stuff is transcendent, and we want to hear what Andrade has to say that stuff is up on FightfulWrestling.com right now. He Check said a it lot, out. too. A lot. Oh, boy, I'm, did I he. I can't wait to listen to it. Like, I already knew, like I read everything, but I want to listen to it now, too. And and we're, we're going to get into it at the end of the show, some of it. But Probable Cause says, can the champ and sh- can the champ Sean and Denise coexist? We did pretty well at Tag Team Quizlemania, honestly. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, like I, I was about to make a joke that before, you know, if, if we're going to do a WrestleMania match, you and you and I, we got a first tag team. We got a first tag team against Jimmy Van or Jeremy or something. Yeah, we need a tune up match. Uh, Jeremy would definitely be a tune up match for sure. But uh, Monday Night Raw tonight. What did you think, Denise? There were some questionable things. I think that one of the things that I can't wait to get into is everything that went down with the Hurt business. I think that is a major topic of discussion for tonight. I also think there was a lot of things that were done that were not necessarily for my age group. There was a lot of that that we saw tonight, more so than just seeing it on the, you know, Alexa Bliss end of situations. No, it was sort of seen across the board throughout the night today. Also, a lot of question marks with how, not a lot of question marks, but just some unexpected endings to Raw, I guess you can say. So I am happy. I'm excited to get into the discussion because I I do have quite a little bit of thoughts in terms of everything that went down tonight. Oh, I got some stuff to say about the laziness tonight, too. Anakin says, we can use Surfshark on consoles. Sold. Yep. You can use it on almost anything. Trent Gaspard says, this whole show was a fever dream. Does anybody else smell burnt toast? Oh, man. Well, you know what? I don't because my toaster works fine because my friend Denise got me a new toaster for Christmas. 
best toaster year. ever. Hey, it's... I've been wanting to get that toaster, but I feel like I don't know if my, I'm going to have to get it. But my grandma's going to be like, well, nah, what not, toaster is this? Not now. They can piss off. Evan Wright <laughs> says this raw hey, dying days. WCW look amazing. Sean, you're just dropping a bunch of Easter eggs here. <laughs> if we have like major Swifties on this stream. They would be like decoding your every word. I, I know. One day, one day they'll all understand. Uh, Evan Wright says this raw made Dying Days WCW look amazing. There's there was some okay stuff in Dying Days WCW, but there's some okay stuff here on Raw too. There, like that Drew McIntyre stuff, I, I really liked. But uh, Nerd Guru says this has to be an all time bad modern day Raw. I I've been I, seeing a lot of people say that Sean, like the I, general man, consensus. Maybe I'm numb to it. Because I didn't think it was all time bad. It's just like, well, here we are, another Monday. I have a question for you. Yeah. Were you noticing less Twitter interactions today with your raw tweets? Because I noticed it on mine, and I thought either my tweets are flopping this Monday, or nobody's watching raw. Like, what is happening here? But I really noticed a decrease in the amount of interactions. Where the amount that I usually have of people talking to me about raw. They weren't there today. And I saw quite a few people that were saying they didn't watch Raw today. My question is, why? We're about to be nearing WrestleMania. So it's an interesting topic. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, Regain or Regar Josh, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce that correctly. I'll do better. But he says right now, UFC telling better stories than WWE. I legit cried when Nganu won. Can't think of when WWE got me to react like that. Thoughts? Well, WWE's got me to react like that. Many times. Kofi <laughs> Kingston was one of them, but Francis Ngannou winning that title on Saturday night was special. Did you see that knockout, Denise? I saw the clips like on Twitter, but I didn't actually get to see the whole thing. It was a nasty, Denise. Holy crap. That was nasty. Uh, <laughs> we've and here Mikey T said girlfriend of six months today. Uh, dumped me over text, but the fact that I saw SRS while searching for Bob Sapp gifs yesterday <laughs> helps ease the pain. Awesome Shaquille Missouri is really awesome. Uh, really enjoyed the UFC live reactions this weekend. Yeah, I joined him for the main event. I called it Denise. I said, Ngannou's about to drop him. And then 15 seconds later, crack. Check out YouTube.com slash Fightful MMA. Shaq is doing some incredible stuff over there. But But let's get started on Raw. Let's go ahead. And some stuff that I didn't like. Oh, Mikey T. Actually, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna save that one. We got some we got some hurt business super chats because they are no more, it looks like, or at least as constructed. Lashley and MVP say that if if somebody takes out Drew McIntyre, they get the match at WrestleMania. And then they berate Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And to Shelton and Cedric's credit, they're like, no, 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 this isn't happening. They stand up for themselves, but Bobby Lashley beats that ass and says they're out. What? I don't like this at all, Denise. Thumbs down. Major thumbs down. And here are some reasons as to why I'm not happy necessarily about this. And the reason for that is Bobby Lashley just got the title. I mean, what wouldn't make him seem like a bigger force to go with the almighty era than to have a bunch of guys that are just, you know, at his beck and call, you know, basically running wild, running wild through who, through whomever, right? Just make him look stronger. Secondly, I feel bad for Cedric because after this wears down and he's no longer 
in the hurt business. I think he's going to be one of those people that's going to be immediately lost in the shuffle. He's going to lose a lot, you know, where he could have gained a lot with, you know, being with him, being with Lashley right now that he's champion. The association of being in the hurt business was definitely going to help it help him. Now, Shelton Benjamin, I feel like no matter what, he was always going to be at the same spot where he was on the roster. But I do think that it hurts somebody like Cedric and just based on what we saw play out later on on the evening, I feel like they could have done all those exact same things by still keeping the Hurt Business together. And it would have just made them look that much better, that much, much more unstoppable. And it would have made the story a whole lot more uh, sense. I agree. Um, I am not in on this unless like Keith Lee joins the Hurt Business or something like that. We're going to talk about the remainder of the Hurt Business and Drew McIntyre stuff right here at the beginning of the show. We're going to kind of group all this together. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine had pretty distinct feelings. He says, I changed the channel after the breakup. WTF, Vince. Yeah, um, I was not keen on that. I am going to let it play out as... WWE apologists will tell me, although WWE has not exactly given me a lot of reason to want to let it play out, Denise. They they very rarely follow up on this effectively, but I do love that backstage, Shelton and Cedric, both, they went straight up to Adam Pearce, and they're like, no, we want to fight him. They weren't afraid of him. They weren't scared of him. None of that. And Cedric's like, whatever's left, I want that next week. I liked the match too. I'm, I don't like distractions and all that, but in this match, it made sense because Bobby's like, I'm going to run off Cedric. And then he ate pay dirt. And I loved Tom Phillips here because MVP was very dismissive of it. I don't know if that was by design or by accident, but Tom Phillips is like, you didn't even blink an eye. He's beaten a lot of world champions. Like with that, with that move, like he's won a lot of titles with that move. And then Lashley wins. I thought that this made everybody look pretty well, all things considered. I still don't want them to split, but Shelton got some offense. Lashley looked smart, and he won. How'd you feel about this match? So, okay, like stepping aside from the fact that I'm not happy about the breakup. So, like, let's say I was happy about the breakup, okay? The match itself was good, mainly just because it made Bobby Lashley look really, really dominant because Shelton Benjamin isn't somebody that we necessarily always get to see in these, you know, types of matches where he's essentially, usually he gets a lot more offense. He looks a lot better, et cetera. But this time he was completely manhandled by Bobby Lashley. So in that sense, it made Bobby Lashley look that much more impressive. But for a second, I even did think like, May, hey, if they're going to be doing this, you know, this breakup, like, shouldn't they have at least maybe worked? A- I thought maybe the match happened a little bit too soon. For a second, sure. I kind of felt about that. I thought, hey, maybe, you know, obviously we're in a, tri- in a time crunch, so I don't think they could have, you know, built more more into this than they already did. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe I'm wrong on that. But either way, I just did think that this bo- that it did make Bobby Lashley look like a killer. But here's the problem, though, is that I don't think we needed it, though. So it's like two different trains of thoughts. Like, yeah, this was great for Bobby Lashley, but at the cost of, you know, essentially breaking up the Hurt Business, which for months has essentially been, you know, a major focal point on Raw. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. Uh, We've got an awful lot of feelings about this. We've got uh, we got people just like just destroying the booking here. 
there was a lot of good with that bad too, but all that good was from Drew McIntyre. Like backstage, he's looking for people to cash in on the bounty. And I love that. That's the Drew McIntyre. I loved it. That's the Drew McIntyre that got over, not the one that made little jokes and smiled and giggled and all that stuff. He's backstage and he runs through Garza, Carrillo, and Drew Gulak. Uh, Braun Strowman's like, I'm busy. Riddle's like, I'm busy. I like that they didn't back down from him. They were just like, I got other shit to worry about. Yeah, but it's like, here's the thing, though, is that it made everybody look like like a dork. It made everybody look like geeks, though. Everybody that was kind of, I don't care. I'm sorry, but if there's a chance for me, if I'm like, let's just say it's storyline, I'm a wrestler, and there's a chance for me to get on top, and this is the way that I get my name, I don't care if I have soup belly and I'm full because I was just at catering. I'm going to take a shot at Drew McIntyre. Even if I have something else going on, I'm not just going to sit there watching him. He looked like he was, I, I love Drew's aspect in this, but it made everybody else look terrible. It looked like he was essentially throwing a tantrum, trying to find an opponent, and everybody else was just kind of like, oh, well, this guy's, you know, flipping out. Let me just mind my own business. So it shouldn't be like that. Everybody should want to get at Drew McIntyre. Everybody should want to get him out of the picture. Everybody should want to get that opportunity against Bobby Lashley, even if, you know, obviously we know that it's not. They're not going to. We all know Ricochet ain't going to be beating Bobby Lashley for the title, but still, every guy should have that, hey, yeah, I'm right now, you know, low mid-card, mid-card, whatever, but I want to be at the top, and this is the way that you display yourself. So I didn't like the segment, that that backstage segment whatsoever. But the two that really needed that, I think, did. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, like, they're, they're not going to do anything with Drew Gulak. They're not doing anything with Angel Garza. They're not doing anything with Humberto Carrillo. We know that now. We know they're not. We shouldn't know that, though. I know. We shouldn't, we shouldn't. but we but we do. <laughs> Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, there's that perpetual hope. I don't think that there's a lot of people that have a lot of hope for Humberto Carrillo. Maybe for Angel Garza. I think we've seen how they've booked Drew Gulak since he came back. Those are lower card guys. And this is for WrestleMania. Like, we're not, we're not even considering their build. They're going to be in a battle royal if they're lucky. If they're lucky. They'll be in a battle royal right now. And Drew has been in that spot before, too. He's been a dork working 3MB, letting El Torito and Hornswoggle have, have the, the spotlight. Like, he's been there before. So I love that Ricochet was like, I'll fight you. I don't give a shit about Bobby Lashley, but I'll fight you. It, it, he did step up. He took that. And later on, we saw Mustafa Ali as well. But... um. Let's talk about those matches because, gosh, we got a bunch of super chats about this. Uh, (laughs) Mikey T says, feeling better about my breakup after seeing Ricochet finally get a chance to show he's not a dork. Denise is the best heel in the business. Uh, And Cyclops says the hammer would have ended Drew on site. So, yeah, hell yeah, I would have gotten my turn. I don't care if I've been being booked like Drew Gulak, if I've been sitting at catering. Hell no, this is my shot. I'm going to take it. So do you know what I thought of when I watched this Drew McIntyre ricochet match? What did you think? I thought of the interview that happened tonight with Andrade saying that he was supposed to get crushed by Drew McIntyre last year. And Drew said, no, 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 that ain't happening. You're too good for that. We're making sure you get an offense because that seemed like I'm not, I don't want to speculate, but this was an indication of what ricochet can do. He can do some really incredible things. And even though, Drew threw him around. That's that's Ricochet's role right now. But 
Ricochet got some really cool offense in, and we need to see that out of him. And I was really happy that that happened, but Drew was going to win this, and we knew it. Right. But here's the thing about Ricochet, though, is that we all know that he's good. We all know what the potential could be. But it's just at this point, they've there's been so much harm done to Ricochet that it's going to take a lot more than just this backstage segment of him standing up to, you know, essentially get me completely convinced or whatever. Of anything out of the two, I actually I actually thought that Ali was the one that reaped the most rewards from tonight and even though you know everything that's been going on with retribution has necessarily been of zero interest i really did think that this was the best way that they've actually the best thing that they've done with him on raw period with ali mark gordon by the way uh matt j hendricks in the super chat and says you're going to tweet social media to try to get something trending that's how people make opportunities today sounds like wd took a shot at the banks versus bel-air main event fan base Ooh, I didn't I, think about that, actually. I, I didn't make that connection. I mean, maybe. I don't know if they did, but, I mean, that wasn't them doing it. It wasn't Bianca and Sasha doing it. It was fans doing it because fans want that. I don't think it was because a lot of people now use social media to, you know, obviously try to get over, which good for them because that's, like, really – some people, that's really the only option that they Chelsea, have. Chelsea Green and Mickey James doing a great job of it right now. Oh, I've been seeing that, yeah. They, they've been kicking ass on social media. Mark Gordon says Ali, Shelton, and Cedric to form Retribution 2.0. I wish I did. Okay, so Ali followed up. Mustafa Ali came out and attacked Drew McIntyre. Drew says, all right, then, let's go. They had a good short match. Ali works over the leg. You want to know what my problem is? Is this, Denise? What? We saw Ali get the shit kicked out of him by Retribution, and we saw him back tonight. Where's Retribution been? nowhere but are they aren't they gonna break them up or something is that maybe is this maybe but not within the context this, of the show is now, this foreshadowing that the fact I that would, no one was there i would love if mustafa ali cut a promo and says they can't even get on tv without me that's how they got on tv in the first place that's, i'm so glad that they weren't there like i know storyline wise it would make sense for them to be there but i'm glad that he that they weren't because this really did make ali look really good like, no he, i mean i mean we haven't seen them at all even without him like we haven't seen them at like why wouldn't the they be around them? when they beat up ali that really was the last time yeah hey i forgot <laughs> matt j hendrick says so tom saying lashley drew main event of night one is actually main eventing i don't i don't know if that's what he that said means. it they say a lot of things. A ring announcer said that they were doing a two-on-one handicap match right before Lashley beat Shelton Benjamin, too. So, I mean, th- that didn't happen. So, you, you really never know. Um, after this match, another good one. Andrew won. Uh, that Glasgow kiss, amazing. That was so good. Ali is so good. And the Claymore gets the win. Drew looked like a million bucks beating these two guys. He he gave Ricochet some like counter offense to where it didn't look like Ricochet was just kicking his ass. It looked like Ricochet was amazing and was able to counter some stuff. Then Ali picked the bones. Ali got more grounded, obvious offense because Drew was a little bit more beat down. And quite frankly, Drew beaten up five people already that night. Um, I I thought that Ali did great here, and then Lashley and Drew come to blows. And then it happens, Denise. Fucking Baron Corbin comes out. 
Evan Wright says, best heel in the business. Baron Corbin on Raw, baby. David Glenn says, who breaks up the Hurt business, then pairs Lashley with SmackDown talent King Corbin? Why? Jam one Ryan B. Jam says, was hoping for Joe, instead got Corbin. It's like wanting a T-bone steak and getting a can of Spam. Look, it's kind of, look, I feel bad for Corbin and all because he's, you know, I'm not going to trash the guy, but I feel bad because no matter what, Okay, I hate to say it this way, but whatever he's involved with, it sort of hampers things down a bit. And you don't want to associate Corbin with this Lashley-Drew feud, especially with Drew. And like I said earlier, that based on what we saw happen on Raw, they could have easily done this with the her business. So with Drew McIntyre essentially winning last week to get them, you know, not be to not be at ringside at WrestleMania. Okay, obviously I get why Bobby Lashley was pissed about that. Okay, fine. So let's say today instead of, you know, Baron Corbin helping out Bobby Lashley in this, you have Cedric and Shelton come out and let's say they didn't do the breakup angle, have them come out and help out Lashley, and it kind of be like, okay, we're back on your good graces. Like, yeah, we effed up last week. We really effed up. But you know what? We're going to help you try to beat this guy down as much as possible before WrestleMania. And bam, you did not have to break up the Hurt Business and still run this exact same story without Baron Corbin, who nobody saw coming whatsoever. Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him there. All due respect to Baron Corbin. I loved him using uh, Mark Gendrak's old move, the Mark of Excellence. It's the backdrop into a rock bottom. Love it. Baron Corbin's got a great move set. They didn't need him here. What do you think the chances are they reference this at all ever, Denise? I mean, I don't know. Obviously, there's going around on social media, but that doesn't really mean anything. But they I spent, don't think so. They spent time together and they they need to reference this if at anything lashley saying oh he knows him better than anybody oh god i don't know it's just, it's just so bad cared. i think it was one of those things where like you get sucker pun like you're just like okay you're watching and then okay so when i saw baron corbin come out i'm not kidding y'all was like oh it's baron corbin <sighs> No, it's not Baron Corbin. It's Baron Corbin, Denise. It's not Baron Corbin. What would he be doing here? It's Baron Corbin. I was arguing with myself about whether or not it was Baron Corbin, even though I knew it was Baron Corbin, but just because my brain didn't want to accept it. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, they break up a good thing in the Hurt Business, so Corbin can come over from SmackDown and join forces with Lashley to take out Drew. Let that settle in your heads for a minute. So, I mean, the th- you know me, I- I'm quick to bitch about the brand split. I'm just so underwhelmed that it was Corbin of all people. Uh, and a lot of people were hoping for Samoa Joe. Colt Badeau says, I wanted Samoa Joe and they gave us Corbin. At least Phillips said the bounty reached SmackDown to make it make a little sense. I would like Adam Pierce to say, you better hope that you cash in on that because you popping up without an invite is a fine. Like, make some sense of it. Like he's he's weighing the option because he's not supposed to be allowed to be there, right? It's <laughs> psych- like they did almost save this, though, with that one line of, oh, it's reached the bounty has sure. reached SmackDown. But the problem was that it was Baron Corbin. I'm Cyclops, Cyclops says adding Baron to a story never makes things better. They need to put him in a tag team. I swear to God, if they put him in a tag team, 
he would be so, so useful. He has got a great in-ring move set. Like, he really does. And when he works at a fast pace, he's really good. Oh, Valab says the breakup of the Hurt Business is the almighty error. <laughs> the yeah. WWE on Fox, Twitter, and Corbin tweeted that photo. Oh, well, I mean, the reason they're doing it is because WWE Creative probably won't do it. They they know that they got to do it. <sighs> Nick says seeing Ricochet in gear and not a fedora was cool. Yeah, you're <laughs> telling me. You're telling me. And Ricardo Holt says, hi, Sean and Denise. Wow, the Hurt Business is done now, too? Team Cohesion isn't hard to book. Oh, let me tell you, it is very hard to book people to coexist, Denise. Is it, though? Really? We're coexisting yeah. right now. Yeah, me and you, we're friends. <laughs> we're friends, Denise. Jesus. I don't know what to say. I really do not know what to say. It's just, and there's still so much more that we haven't even talked about. We obviously haven't even gotten into that, really. Yeah. I got some clarification on his name. You, you pronounce this. Rugare. There you go. There you go. Get those super. Yeah. Get those super chats in, guys. Um, people keep asking if I blew up Mr. Davis over on WrestleTalk. I don't know. I don't know. I've won his Quizlemania championship five times, though, Denise. We're facing each other this week. I know, but let's be real. I'm just there. I don't even know why I'm there. I don't know why I keep getting asked back. I really don't. I just say yes. I'm like, Victoria's sure. There. I know. I'm excited. One of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. She's awesome. I can't wait. She is. I'm going to play mind games with her, Denise. Really? I got I got something for her. You all will see. It's you all will better see. better than my surprise, Sean? Um, I have a surprise, prob- too. Probably not. Brian F says AEW <laughs> beats WWE in every way except pure talent. Every division's booking, utilization of talent, long-term storytelling, all are objectively better. Well, it's subjective, but I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. I don't see many ways outside of talent that AEW isn't better. But yeah, Kinshiro says, "Good evening to you both, Denise. You look great, Sean. You look." Couldn't tell it was worse, the dirt sheet or the women's tag Wait, title situation. Wait, he didn't finish what you look. Do you look good or bad? You just wrote, I just Sean, said, you I, look. I just look. That's, that was it. What did you think <laughs> of Hey, mystery. Hey, Hop, Hop? Um. Okay, Hey, Hey, Hop, Hop. So I hate to say this, but I had to rewind it a bunch of times because I was trying to get the perfect screenshot. So while I was rewinding, I kept hearing the same part over and over. Before I knew it, I was singing along to this. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. Uh, it was way too long for me. It's a three-hour Raw. I think they could have shaved a minute off of that still. It was like a good, what, like three or so minute video. That's what music videos are. Yeah, but this is a WWE music video. It did not need that long, but it wasn't bad or anything. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, I actually listened to the lyrics. I was listening to them. Wasn't bad. Wasn't. I mean, I, I nodded my head a little bit. I'm not going to say I, I didn't hate it. It wasn't the best, but whatever. I, I tolerated it. We got a super chat saying that Morrison was dressed like a mild sauce packet from Taco Bell. <laughs> the sauce packet. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And Rob Reese said, as reported by Fawn News. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know what you mean there. I'm, I must have missed that one. Explain it to me, bud. But um, after this, Bad Bunny comes out, and he and Damian Priest are like, yeah, we actually liked it. And Damian Priest is standing in front of Bad Bunny, but then he's like, you know what? Ha- have your shot. 
and Bad Bunny landed a really good working punch on The Miz. This was a really, really good punch. He threw a good one. It connected. Miz sold it like a million bucks. I thought this ruled. Yeah, they were actually able to show a replay of it because it wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> In slow motion. Um, so, okay, here's the thing, though, is that I really do hope that they do turn this match into a tag team match, though, because even though I think that Bad Bunny is going to be good at, you know, getting all his spots in and whatnot, you're you're smirking, you know something. All right, anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> I know that when this match was proposed, it was as a tag match and they were training for a tag match originally. I thought that maybe, like, Damian Priest had COVID or something, and that's why they switched it. But he's there tonight, so obviously he doesn't. I just feel like it's a lot to ask of Bad Bunny to put on this one-on-one match. And it really does make me curious as to, like, the details of this. If this doesn't turn into a tag team match, I'm going to be very, very curious as to what realistically we're going to get out of Bad Bunny. Uh, And secondly, I just really do think that Damian Priest needs to be in this match. He needs to get a rub. He can't just be on the sideline. Like, at the end of the day, Bad Bunny's still famous as hell. He needs that rub with Bad Bunny and not yes. on the side. Cyclops says, I'm so disappointed that the hammer enjoyed the song. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't remember the words, but I was like, all right, cool. It wasn't whatever. the worst. It, it was far the from the worst. Hop. It was far from the worst wrestling music video I've ever seen. I've seen some pretty bad ones. Uh, Anakin says that music video was longer than the Snyder cut. Man. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I can't watch a four hour movie. I can watch TV shows for four hours straight can't watch a four-hour movie not me not Uh, any four-hour movie i never have never watched a four-hour movie you've never watched gone with the wind that one's really long it's not four hours is it it's like over three hours though almost four hours let me look gone with the and no i've never watched gone with the titanic titanic's Titanic's, it's like two and a half three hours six yeah that gone with the wind's almost four hours long you're right i told you and you've seen it right no i ain't watching that shit you ain't watching Gone with the Wind? I like that movie. Never. Not watching that. Rob Wilkins says, Vegas odds up that your newest select article will be reported first by Good Housekeeping next week. I want Andrade in ROH, New Japan, and CMLL over AEW. I think that ROH would be a better option for him right now than AEW. I think that AEW has what they have right now, and Ring of Honor would be the best bet for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about that later, but... Mikey T says, Bad Bunny landed a better right hand tonight than Stipe did all night on Saturday. Yikes. Sean is now the top baby face in the biz. The slow turn has been A1. Yeah, I am. I'm a great baby face. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I love the people, Denise. Okay. I'll tell you what I don't love. Um, this what Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon oh. stuff. Shane McMahon cuts another promo about Braun being dumb, and he shows a report card. It's all D's and D pluses. Oh, Denise, this was so bad. Why a D plus in gym, though? He's a big guy. He shouldn't be getting a D plus in gym. Well, you know what? Whether or not you're a big guy or a small guy, if you want your D to be a D plus, check out bluechew.com and use that code fightful. Bluechew.com and that code fightful. $5 shipping. That's it. Your first shipment free. That, that's a deal right there. You can't beat that deal. You'll be able to beat something else, but you won't be able to beat that deal absolutely free. Just pay $5 shipping. 
It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, it helps you achieve harder or stronger erections to combat all forms of ED and to give you that confidence. It's an online prescription service, no doctor's office, no awkward conversations, except this one. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ship straight to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct. It's cheaper than a pharmacy. Chewable. So if you don't like swallowing pills, there you go. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. So it's not just arbitrarily getting something. You're finding the right ingredient for you. And you don't have to have a problem to use bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Get that confidence. Get that D plus, Denise. You scared my sneeze away. I was going to sneeze. <laughs> you scared God. it away. You sneeze? I was going to. I was like, I'm feeling it. And then you finished and I was like, back on. <laughs> you know what? Sneezers never get hired, Denise. People have problems. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Problems. People just aren't cool with that. Sneezers. Uh-uh. No! Yes, I know. Don't fucking sneeze. <laughs> Not around me. <laughs> so, um, Braun beat up Jackson Riker. Then they jumped him. Oh, God. Uh, so, the promo was dog shit, per usual. Like, Shane just comes out there looking like a tomato and just says stuff. All day. God, this is dumb. Did you see your report card that Rob Wilkins made? I did see it. That I was did really see fun. It. I was it like, was really fun. I think that you got some pretty good grades there, Sean. But yeah, this was one of the things that at the top of the stream I mentioned that I felt like I had to, I felt were very childlike things. And obviously we've already kind of known that this storyline was going to be a little bit more childlike with the slime and the you're dumb i'm not dumb storyline and with the report card it's kind of like oh you guys are grown men and you're talking about your report card from like what was it i think it was his fifth grade report card i i sadly sadly denise i have it right here there you go social studies d my okay you know what i don't blame him on that math one though for reals but d for english social studies d minus i don't even think they do d minus i think it's either yeah, a, yeah they do math. they do they do, do d they really yeah 60 61 can be a d minus yeah here's my report card good job thank you rob wilkins for that um braun beat jackson Riker. um this you know whatever 
It was okay. Cyclops says, back when men were men. And we got A's and Jim. Soft. All right. It's there true. you go. That was super chat. Super chat of the day. Super chat of the and night. Mike Cardno says, fact check regarding Shane's intellect. He says, unrefutable. It's irrefutable. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't care. But considering the segment was about intelligence, it's worth mentioning. Love Fightful's work. Well, I love that super chat. And I feel worse that I didn't catch that. I don't know what that says about my intelligence. Well, after this match, Braun says, you said I could have any match I want. I want a cage match. I hope this means Shane's getting thrown off the cage because the idea that they would book this match and keep it inside a ring sounds the exact opposite of what I was hoping for when it was booked, Denise. You literally, I swear to God, that was everything that I was going to say about this. The fact that the steel cage, that it's going to be a steel cage match really is the opposite of, I think, what uh, the direction that it seems like they would go, that they were going in. And I really just want to see Braun throw Shane off of that pirate ship so i want to see somebody get thrown off a pirate ship at this point so i'm a little bit disappointed that now my odds have gotten a lot smaller flaming says luke and ollie should give you their segues as you are the king of the segue yes i am they have lost their titles to you i don't know how they would ever have earned that title i mean they're both good at better at me than several things but segues ain't one of them hashtag denise equals xbox heat what i mean you know what I, I don't think she sees that as, as an insult. Because no, I don't, really. She greatly respects X-Pac. She did a lot of great work with Sean Waltman. And uh, the paychecks speak for themselves. Yeah, Brian F. says, I said AEW objectively beats WWE for a reason. Well, that doesn't mean that it's true. Objectively means that it is, it means that it's a fact. That's not the case. It is subjective entertainment. Even though WWE puts complete dog shit on the air there are a lot of people that prefer it to aew that means it is subjective so just because you believe that does not mean that it is objective it is subjective and no amount of you saying that opinion is not a fact yeah correct uh dark tax says shaming someone's grade in school way to be a star shane i mean this is conflict-based entertainment we're gonna see people get get uh bullied that's gonna happen it's wrestling too like come on yeah yeah mikey t says i actually like corbin too i think i'm turning to the dark side with denise nwo mikey t and hollywood salcedo oh man wait but i didn't say i like baron corbin in this (laughs) i like his in-ring stuff when he doesn't slap on a, a cross face Vincent Millage says, I was watching Raw to see Lashley and the Hurt Business, and when I saw them broke up, I remembered why I stick to SmackDown. And if Corbin's off SmackDown, my God, it's a party over there then. Yeah, and see, here's the thing, though, is that, like, SmackDown the last few weeks, though, has been, like, there's there's been a lot of good, but then there's also a couple of misses. So I, I won't sure. say, like, it's just, like, completely better. Just, yeah. I just really do think, like, I mean, this is such an outdated argument at this point, but... Heck, man, if there was a lot of trim, a lot of raw trimmed down into two hour show, it wouldn't be as bad, I think. Stay trimmed down with manscaped.com code fightful. Uh, Matt Riddle made me laugh multiple times tonight. He's backstage and he's telling Titus O'Neill he should roast a pig at WrestleMania. And Titus goes, Man, are you okay? And like nonchalantly, really goes, Yeah, of course, they checked me before I came in. 
And I laughed very hard at that. Seamus attacks him. Uh, what did you think of all this backstage? I think for me, there's certain weeks where Matt Riddle to me is funny. And then there's certain weeks where I'm like, oh, this is not sure. good. Uh, today, I don't think think there was any one specific segment for me where I actually thought was hilarious because again like the one segment where he basically said that he was full from catering I didn't think that one was very good and the scooter stuff not really interested in it so I think this was one of them the missed weeks for me how dare you well I'm sorry you I know that Seamus we talking about subjective entertainment. Yeah, how dare you? We just covered this. No big surprise that Riddle and Seamus had a great match. Riddle and Seamus have been having great matches for like five or six months on Raw. I, I dare I say they're the best in-ring performers that Raw has had of late. Uh, we saw a, a great Spanish fly and a, a white noise on the table, or not on the table, on the apron, and Seamus beats him. And then Riddle attacks him. And now they're facing each other at WrestleMania. I hate this as a build to get a title match. He already lost to Ali earlier this month. Now he's losing to Sheamus. Champions don't matter. It is completely fucking arbitrary. Pardon my language. Because nothing separates them except for they happen to have the title. When, when, oh gosh, I can't even do the mental gymnastics over something so simple. And I'm not supposed to rub my eyes right now because I just had a laser shoot through them. Can you see now? It's, yeah, I can see. Uh, Very minimal in the eye drops, but they don't make champions special ever. Sometimes if they're the world champion, they do, but usually not, as we'll talk about in a bit. See, I think my thing is more of like, I like WrestleMania matches to be the closing sentence, the closing argument. That's it. We're done with the feud. This is it. Whatever happens here, that's what that's what's going to go down the history books, whatever, right? I don't necessarily like it to be like the second, third, fourth, fifth match in the feud here. And like the fact that we got saw this match tonight and then we're seeing it at WrestleMania, for me, that takes away a little bit of its, um, of me looking forward to it much more. I just hate this build. It's like this is this is some of the laziest stuff. And then what they're doing with the women? Ooh, Ooh boy. We haven't even talked about that Ooh, yet. Oh, we're, we're spending some time on that one. So backstage, Riddle is rolling up next to Asuka and then forgets what he's going to say. And Babam Billy says, Riddle completely pulled a Sid. This is a live TV pal. I think it was meant to happen like that. I think he was supposed to forget it. L Milkman says, Heard someone describe Matt Riddle as totally Kyle from the Amanda show, and now I can't unsee it. I don't know the reference. I don't know. The Amanda show with Amanda Bynes. Oh, okay. That was just past my time, but I thought she was hilarious, though. Seamus Dunn says, is WWE dialogue at an all-time low? Embarrassed to watch at times. No, I think a few years ago it was worse when everybody was getting scripted and they had Roman saying suffering succotash and I mean, we've been almost a full year without an all-you-people promo, Denise, because there are no people to cut a promo on. All-you-people? Well, you can oh. still do it. I mean, the people are still watching. They're still at the Thunderdome. You can still yeah, see their faces. Uh, but they don't do it, and that's good. That's very good. Or maybe all-you-people on those screens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cyclops says the, the closer we get to Mania, the show gets worse and worse. Yeah, they keep miss, messing up the build as much as possible. Nerd Guru says Becky and Roman have to be the last champions that actually felt as such. 
I don't think Becky was ever pinned during her reign. I think Lashley feels pretty good right now. He's he's doing really, really good. But yeah, it Becky been was better had they kept the hurt business together and yeah. strong. You're right. You're right. You're completely right. Anakin says, put slime pools around the ring outside the cage, a la Mimosa Mayhem. Win by escape unless you land in the slime. Slime mayhem. Oh, no. Oh, and Anakin says, take bets on who does all you people at Mania. Oh, God. Probably Baron. (laughs) He just does it all the time. Poor Baron. Poor Baron's taking the... He's getting a lot tonight. Poor guy. He is. Aubrey Duncan sends a super chat and says, is it me or does WWE not build actual feuds for Mania over the past couple of years? We're two weeks away and you're just now starting the U.S. title feud. They rely on the marquee of WrestleMania way too much, Denise. It is not enough story that builds WrestleMania. It is, oh, you better watch WrestleMania and all these people sure are lucky to be on it. Yeah, I remember, like, I was literally saying this, and God, I feel like a few weeks ago where I said, like, I don't feel like there's been enough storylines to build I mean, obviously, they've been booking these matches now, right? But there was a certain point where I didn't really feel like there were that many storylines to actually fill up two nights worth of, you know, X amount of matches. I I couldn't even see it. I figured, obviously, they're going to throw stuff together at last minutes and whatnot. But for the most part, it really wasn't there. It was sort of non-existent, all of these storylines. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. I want 1,000 every week. We're only at 162. Uh, I have an interview. Where are we at? Yeah. I have an in- yeah, I have an interview with MLW's Myron Reed up on the channel right now. And tomorrow I've got one with Gable Stevenson, the new NCAA heavyweight national champion who said yesterday he's going to be the biggest WWE star they've ever had. I spoke to him minutes after that. He is headed to the Olympic trials this week. He's going to try to bring us home some gold. And he, uh, yeah, he's got some pretty vivid plans. Uh, Dark Tax says they had more build for Fastlane than Mania. Sad but true, Denise. Maybe do you think it was more of like the pressure of, oh man, we got Fastlane coming up and we got nothing yet. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I Am Malucha says, anybody else's Facebook memory all about trips to Mania bumming you out? Bro, right here. Right I'm, I'm here. Getting, I'm getting a lot of... Uh, I'm getting a lot of like coverage stuff because I've never been to WrestleMania. So Never? Not uh, once? Never. Uh, and Randy Orton versus The Fiend would not make me want to go. That is so sad, Sean. I'm trying to segue into this shitty promo, Denise. Oh, sorry. Go for Randy it. Orton says some stuff. It's nothing you haven't heard before. And then Alexa Bliss says the legend killer dies at WrestleMania. All right. Cool. I don't think I understand anything that's happening anymore with this storyline. I, I, so. I don't want to. It sucks. Let's move on. AJ Styles is talking trash backstage. And the New Day, they're like, nah, we don't even want to wrestle. We want to do game night. And he doesn't want to do it. AJ doesn't. But then he gets goaded into it, which I love because that's very in character for AJ Styles. But Omos is having none of it in the ring. Like, he's he's failing maybe purposely at everything. He has had it with New Day. And New Day is winning. Uh, also, shout out to yourheroesrock.com. Go support them. That was on their whiteboard backstage. But I love AJ getting mad that like they, they're losing. I love that it fits him so well. 
I think at this point, everything AJ does is pretty dang hilarious. It doesn't yeah. matter because he's, he's the kind of person like when he throws these tantrums, it's just hilarious. It, I don't know if it's like the voice, the accent or everything all in one, but I love it. It's hilarious. Yes. This leads to a match. AJ and Xavier first, rest, first wrestled in October 2007. So they got some history there. Pretty straightforward match. The highlight, there was like this press slam back body drop from Xavier Woods that I liked a lot. But this was to highlight Omos. And I don't usually like DQ finishes. You know how much I hate them. I thought this one made a lot of sense because you had to show how dominant Omos can be. And I thought this was a good way to do it. He press slammed Kofi over the barricade. This one made sense. But when you do them too much, it dilutes the ones that make sense like this. I thought this was this made a lot of sense, and I, I loved all. I loved everything that they did tonight with uh, AJ and New Day. It's had a pretty strong. I mean, for, since they announced this match, it's been pretty yeah. consistent. It's been a pretty strong build since they announced this match. Yeah, strong, <laughs> strong. Part. When we're grading on the WWE WrestleMania yeah. curve right now. Yeah, exactly. For the most part, like I'm pretty like I was, you know, I wasn't interested in this match from the beginning. I I had different hopes for AJ, right? But honestly, based on what we've been seeing thus far, I'm obviously looking forward to this match. And I think this was the night. This was exactly what we needed to see from Omaz because we've all sort of been wondering when exactly is he going to snap? And I think today was finally one of those days because when he tossed Kofi over, especially because they did like the the camera angle was like from below. So it just looked that much more impressive. Actually, it was my favorite part of this entire thing. The game show portion, though, really what made it funny for me was really just AJ Styles. Yes. That was he really made the segment, to be honest, because if it wasn't him, this would have came off as m- more lame, I think. I'm getting some Christian and Tyson Tomko vibes from them. No. Where, oh, Omos is like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Where Omos is like, listen, I got your back, but I'm not, I'm not doing this bullshit. Yeah. And I, I really like that. Uh, perhaps a, a twist of irony. The first time that AJ wrestled Xavier Woods, AJ was teaming with Tyson Tomko back in TNA. They were a great pair as well. So Got to believe that that AJ probably picked something up there, but I, I, I thought this prefer, was great. I prefer that. I prefer that. Uh, you know, the relationship the way it is because if it's just you can't have a bunch of goofballs when you already have you know Ms. Morrison doing their goofy thing. So the fact that like Omaz is more like kind of irritated at times with AJ, like yeah, he likes the guy, right? But at the same time, he gets irritated by him. So I like the character dynamic between both of them. It makes them more lovable instead of actually being uh, coming across as annoying. Oh, my frozen. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, AJ is hilarious, but I'm all about Omos being a monster and a threat, so I can believe they'll actually win the titles. We'll see how how well that works when when he gets in the ring, because the bell's got to ring at some point. AJ Black H says, WWE is no longer a storytelling company. They're a content spam company. They're appealing to investors. It's sad, but true. They they are a content creation company, and... I talked to the Voros twins who are pro wrestlers and they're known for the Da Vinci TikTok. And they straight up told me, they're like, listen, if you're looking for quality, that ain't us. We're quantity over quality. And we hope that one out of every 15 videos hits really big. And then we do really well. I feel like that's WWE right now. 
You know, what? at least they're honest about it, right? Not a lot of people are honest about the quant- quantity yeah. over quality thing. I respected that an awful lot because when I set, that, set up that interview, I was like, is this how they're going to act the whole interview? Like, are they playing a gimmick? That's just them. They're just, that's just how they are. And they were like, nope, we go quantity over quality. And I respected their honesty in that. Flame Inc. says it's a lot better than the here is next year's main event. And then they forget they told us and keep saying, who's going to main event WrestleMania? It's crap. That's why I don't like announcing who's facing who a year ahead because it eliminates all um all uh all intrigue and as evan wright says definitely sending our love and thoughts to the voros twins uh their dad passed away recently and he was very important to them a couple of great guys and their dad get it did a great job raising them because they're good fellas Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler. Now, I think they work really good together whenever they go interrupted, but unfortunately, the superstar of the women's division, Reginald, got involved. Lana was just cracking skulls out there, Denise, beating up Reginald and Nia, and then Naomi pinned Shayna. I got no problem with Naomi pinning Shayna. They they work together well. I don't mind that either. But But nobody got over here, and there's really not much to talk about. But what we can talk about is why did Shayna come out running her mouth four minutes after she got pinned? What? This annoys me so much, Denise. This is peak WWE lazy. So you book a quick match with two really great talents, Shayna and Naomi. You got to do shitty interference. You can't just have somebody get pinned. Why? Why? Shayna's lost like five matches in a row. Who gives a shit at this point? I wish she was booked better, but whatever. Reginald, get him the hell away from here. Done with it. But then we get this contract signing. By the way, Mandy and Dana are there. They exist. They're getting a tag title shot at Mania. Cool. Rhea and Asuka have their contract signing. Rhea dumps the table onto Asuka's head. It looked awesome. It looked crazy as hell, Denise. And as soon as I heard that music, I was hoping it was Charlotte's music because I heard Nye's music and I went, oh no, they're fucking doing it again, Denise. They're fucking doing it again. And I've dropped more F-bombs on this show than I have in months. And I didn't think it was that terrible of a show. But they're so lazy because they're really doing it again, Denise. I made all kinds of jokes about it on Twitter. Can they coexist? And Byron Saxton even says it. There he is, uh, tug of Warren on that company line. Can they coexist? Let me ask you, Denise. Let me ask you, Denise. Why do I give a shit if they can coexist? They're facing each other at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's title. Why do I give a shit if Sasha and Bianca can coexist? They're facing each other at WrestleMania. Quite frankly, I don't care if they can coexist. Oh, why? doesn't make sense. We're just, it's rinse and repeat. We're seeing the same things over and over. I was already mad that the Bianca Sasha feud had this happening. I I was already mad that they were, I'd been saying this for weeks, that they were practically doing the exact same thing that they did with Sasha and Bailey. So then they add this whole Reginald, Nia Jax situation into this. And I'm thinking, it didn't need it. Everybody, you did not have to be a mad 
booking genius to book Sasha and Bianca in an entertaining way that made sense and made them both look credible and made them look good heading into WrestleMania. You really did not need to be a mad genius to figure this one out. So that being said, not only that, now we're okay. Last week, I was so excited when they did Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. And when they announced it, I didn't even care about like all the little, you know, question marks of why does why is Rhea getting this opportunity? I didn't care. I came on here and I said, I didn't care because I'm just happy that we're here. And I did not see this coming whatsoever for today. I didn't expect for them to include Naya and Shayna and Reginald and from having them have to team together. I did not expect it. And not only that, we're all, we also recently saw it on NXT with Finn and Karrion Cross, where they also had to team up and go for the titles. And it's like, do we have to see that? For every main event, none of those match, none of those ma- upcoming singles matches needed it whatsoever. And so it's just starting to feel really um, repetitive. So we saw it there. We saw it with Bianca and Sasha. We saw it with Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Uh, quite frankly, we've been seeing it with Shayna and Nia because that's how they got together. That's how they got together. And before that, Denise, they were doing it with Charlotte. And Asuka as well. Why? It's not going to be interesting anymore. Like, let's say there's a storyline down the line where it could have been of interest. It's not going to matter anymore. It's it just so doesn't. goddamn lazy. It's so lazy. I'm so done with it. I'm so over it. I don't care about this. <laughs> Kofsky says old dude back in the super chats wanted to send some money for the support you give into the community. Sending a flowers to Denise is truly amazing. On another note, awesome episode. Yes, I'm I'm actually no, a very awful nice episode, he said. Oh, okay. For raw. Uh, oh, yes. Not our podcast. Yes. Okay, <laughs> fair. And Brandon Charles Powell says, I'll lose my mind if Roman Edge and Brian are in a tag team or six-man tag on SmackDown. I mean, Ray- Roman and Edge just had to coexist. Like that was a thing that that Edge went to say. And Brian says, it's better for the story if they can't coexist. Exactly. Oh, Ugh, so I, I want to spend anymore. a couple minutes that Raw sucked. A couple minutes talking about some of these stories. Again, I want to credit Luis Polito, Carlos Toro, and Jeremy Lambert for this, this work on the Hugo Savinovich interview. And, I mean, they this is an interview in Spanish that they uh, they translated and put out there. Nerd Guru, by the way, says, didn't want Charlotte added to Rhea and Asuka, but I at least expected it. What they did was far worse. Hope Asuka's okay that table nailed her. That was nasty. That was nasty, Denise. And yes, I would rather have Charlotte included in than what they're doing. Oh, my God. I hope that Charlotte just comes out and beats the shit out of both of them next week instead. Oh. But... Andrade said some stuff. Oh, boy. He said that WWE Medical had a false flag on a pregnancy test on Charlotte. Charlotte's people came out to Alex McCarthy and, wow, and said, yeah, she did an, uh, had HCG levels that came back high and was medically suspended for pregnancy. She took several home tests. They were all negative. Blood work and ultrasound confirmed there was no pregnancy. Denise, I am progressively losing faith in WWE's medical team. Between 
Page being able to get cleared to the point to where a drop kick to the back almost paralyzed her. Um, Okay, I don't want to say anything about Joe, but Sting couldn't get cleared, and now he's taking power bombs from Brian Cage on TV. Daniel Bryan couldn't get cleared for three years. Edge couldn't get cleared for nine years, and he's back. Christian couldn't get cleared for seven years, and he's back. This has me. Punk. I mean, you could name the list goes on and on. This has me looking back at that CM Punk interview and going, okay. It's Uh, like, yeah, this. Okay. Like reading this from a female's perspective, it doesn't look good because essentially it's like, oh, you're, you're being told you're pregnant. And then all of a sudden you're, taken off of everything essentially written out when it wasn't even true but it's kind of one of those things that really shines a light on like the fact that like it's just automatically it feels like it was something that was automatically assumed because i'm not a doctor i don't know how you misdiagnose somebody being pregnant or not and also i'm also thinking if someone tell if a doctor tells you you're having a baby you're pregnant i'm gonna believe it like no doubt i'm gonna believe it and so for like, I just think of that, like I've thought of more of like, that's really messed up for someone yes. to tell you you're pregnant and we don't know what her emotions were when she found that out. She could have been, you know, very happy and excited about it. And then to find out that that's not true, that, that, that's not, a, that's not, you don't play with people's emotions like that. So I feel like you need to be like really sure so- when you tell someone they're pregnant. The the comment that Charlotte t- Charlotte's team sent to Alex McCarthy was this put in a lot of context for her, mainly how sw- small a woman's career is. The men are able to work well into their fifties, while the women are seen as older in their early thirties. Even for an athlete in her prime, these years mean everything. Her issue was with the process and how the information was relayed, as opposed to the information itself. Now, first off, bang on right there. Mickey James has beaten that drum last week, and she is right about that. Completely right. Denise, how many women did we see leaving pro wrestling in their late 20s before they even hit 30? Caitlin, AJ Lee, Eve Torres, like Marie, like there were all of them, Sean. All All of of them were leaving in their late 20s. And now, now, if you end up on the main roster before you're 34, you're like young as a dude. It is just the double standards gotta fucking go. It's gotta go. Mickey James can still wrestle. She can still rock. Beth Phoenix, you want to tell me that she can't still go? Don't believe it. Sorry. She still looks like a million bucks. I believe she can still go. Um, And yes, this information, I can tell you, a lot of people were asking me about Charlotte Flair. So I put out there last week, Charlotte Flair is not medically cleared. Because quite frankly, it ain't my business to put out there that she's got COVID-19. She put out that she had COVID-19. But before that, just – and the way that I got around – also, it's not my business to put out there if somebody is or isn't pregnant. That's not something I'm going to do because that would be that person's news to announce. I will not announce that somebody's pregnant before they do. That ain't mine to share. Uh, now, I know a lot of people say, well, none of it's your news to share. I don't give a shit what you think. I get to decide what I write. I ain't writing that. But immediately after that, people were like, oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And I was like, no, no, no. That's why I put back on on the, the, the post. They hope to have her back soon. That way I could kind of 
say that without putting it out there, but they did want her back soon. It's just, oh my God. This was a fumble. Imagine and- she didn't take like she didn't get like a second option, a second opinion. Yeah. She didn't do the test on her own. Evan Wright says, where does this rank on all-time exit interviews? I'm still very early in it. I mean, he's claiming that he was making $3 million a year. People that I spoke to were like, I don't know if that's true at all. Um, but it it ain't better than John Moxley's. It ain't going to be better than CM Punk's. Um, I don't know who else, but uh, – I yeah. still got to listen to it. So I can't even yes. say it because I've listened to like all like the major like exit interviews because obviously that's yes. where the juicy stuff comes out. And you've got to get the gossip and whatnot. But I do. I, I, I can't I can't wait to listen to this interview because mm. I think he's going to be obviously already. We know that he's very honest on what happened. Somebody says the thing is better than Mox. I don't. But I mean, also, I can't listen to it. It's in Spanish. Also, I can't say who. But. There's there. I did an hour long exit interview with somebody on January 1st and we didn't release it. We didn't release it. They thought it made them look bad because they, they buried a bunch of people, but I did one this year and I've got one scheduled for January 1st, 2022 already. Jesus, Sean. Dang. Well, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> Flame Inc. says, doesn't Vince say you're pregnant? You're fine. No. Come on. I don't, that ain't, that ain't the case. Um, no, no. And, and of course he talked about the Saudi stuff too. And when Hugo got buried for his story. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a lot of, well, there were a lot of different people that felt a lot of different ways about the Saudi Arabia situation. Um, uh, Joe Pearl says must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks Joe Pearl. I should have used that. Must be nice. I mean, you got an interview with carrying cross and like, He's been a buddy of mine in the past. Like we talk like shoot wrestling and stuff. When I didn't even my get buddy. that. Nerd Guru says Asuka is a mother and I puts on that. matches every week and she's close to 40. Such BS to think that way. All four, four horsewomen will go well into the forties. If we're lucky, they go into their forties. I, I hope they do. Oh, I hope they do. I mean, you got to look at it. Bailey is an iron woman. She does not get hurt. She does not take time off. So, how long will she go? You never know. Charlotte obviously has some other opportunities. She's deep into acting. Becky Lynch is a mother now. And Sasha Banks, yeah, we I feel like we'll be lucky to have her as long as we have her because of her style. But Shayna Baszler, she's 40 now. Uh, as Jimmy would say, Nia Jax is pushing 40, even though she's just 36. Uh, Tamina is 40. So we're starting to see the shift, Denise. But um, I'm really ready to take in a lot of this this Andrade interview. There's going to be a lot there. And I I think he should go to Ring of Honor. That's where his friends are. I think Ring of Honor would use him best. He's going to make six figures there. He's going to work a really good schedule there. He's going to be a big superstar there. There you go. Exactly. I do. I really do hope that, like, people see what he can do because I still think that there's a lot of doubt within the community of just how big of a star he can actually be. Guys, uh, please check out my interview with Myron Reed. Uh, Show those MLW interviews some love. These are going to be people that you see all over the wrestling world. And by God, check out that interview with Gable Stevenson tomorrow. I know a lot of you might say, Gable Stevenson, I don't know who that is. I don't care much about amateur wrestling. Uh, Well, 
let me tell you who it is. It's this fella right here, and I think he's going to do pretty good in pro wrestling. Also, he talks about <laughs> MMA. He talks about football. Uh, talked about his influences. And by the way, he's already had talks with Triple H and Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. It's going to be a good time. Denise, what do you got going on? Go check out that cross interview. We talk a lot of good stuff in a really short amount of time. So check it out. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Same places as always. Must be nice. Hey, guys, tweet Denise repeatedly so I can talk her into doing this post NXT show because I don't want to work Tuesdays. Uh, And Denise would be better at it than me. That's right. NXT moving to Tuesdays in a couple of weeks. So I'm putting the pressure on Denise. I'm a wanted lady. I know you are. It's just probably going to offer you more money than some some other places for that. So uh, anyway, guys, look, look, Denise is like. You're stressing me out, man. Joel Pearl says, can I co-host? I don't know how we're going to do that yet. We're still figuring it out. I know one thing. After the first show, I will not be doing Tuesday nights, except for special events. Um, guys, Annika, do it, Denise. There you go. Sold. Do it, Denise. Until next time, guys, thank you all. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.